All right, guys, get out there, be safe, watch each other's backs. 911, what's your emergency? There's a guy in the garage with my dad, and they're yelling, and I don't know what to do. I'm Sergeant Travis with East Bank Police Department. Just here to follow up. Be careful. Be safe. I love you. There is no shortage of issues in this world today. Injustice. Inequality. Prejudice. Where I grew up, there wasn't no hate about it. Come on here. They're all covering for him. Sad. Like they're addicts. No limits. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe it was one bad choice. One bad choice, I don't want to get caught. You know what I do know? Is that God doesn't abandon us just because we mess up. With all this shuffling going on, it's going to create opportunities for those who are willing to show how much they want to move up. What do they expect to find in a room? Between you and me? have a lot of fans on that panel. You never contact him again, or I will come after you. I am so proud of you, but maybe just leave us out of it. Okay? We love you, Father. Continue to lead us, guide us, and direct us. Amen. Welcome to the Gifts for Glory podcast, where we celebrate and promote men and women using their gifts for God's glory. Know someone who is making an impact for God's kingdom using their gifts, talents, and passions? We'd love to meet them. Send us an email at podcast at giftsforglory.com. That's podcast at gifts, the number four, glory.com. And now here is our host, Dave Ebert. Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to the latest edition of Gifts for Glory. We're so excited that you're with us. Uh, you saw right before we started the show, the season two trailer for uh, Vindication. Season three is coming soon to Pure Flix. Uh, we'll uh, update you. Follow us on Gifts for Glory. We'll uh, share that as soon as we know. Uh, or you can just join the Vindication uh, 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 fan group, uh, Vindy Nation. And uh, the link for that is in our show notes. Uh, keep up to date on all the happenings of uh, Vindication uh, through that group and also following uh, Vindication series on Facebook. Uh, really excited to see season three come out. Wanted to, uh, for those of you that might be tuning in that have never seen or heard of Vindication, I, for me, it's like, where have you been? But, you know, stuff like that happens. You know, you get busy. Uh, there was like this huge ordeal with the pandemic the last couple of years. So you might have missed it. But I hope that if this is your first time seeing it, seeing that trailer gets you excited and you'll uh, go to Pure Flix and watch both, uh, both seasons so that you can get caught up on Vindication. This is our second week of a back-to-back -back Vindication. We had Peggy Shot on last week, which finished number one in the ratings for 
uh, the Creative Motion Network for last week. So thank you to everybody that watched on Creative Motion Network and gave us that number one spot. And uh, let's go back to back this week. We've got a great actress uh, and just an awesome woman of God that I'm really excited to share with you uh, tonight, uh, Candice Kirkpatrick. Uh, uh, but before we get there, uh, we do have our first comment of the night. Uh, uh, Kaki Warren says, go Candice, we love you. Uh, we absolutely do. Uh, and uh, so hi uh, to Kaki. Thanks for checking us out tonight. Uh, it's going to be a fun episode. Really excited uh, to uh, have that uh to uh to share about vindication and also running the bases the christian view the uh this this woman is a, a woman of many talents and uh you'll just love uh getting to know her uh but first let's dive into our devotions with dave segment uh this devotion with dave segment is coming out of uh second thessalonians uh two one through four now uh, uh dear brothers and sisters let us clarify some things about the coming of our our lord jesus christ and how we will be gathered to meet him don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. Don't believe them, even if they claim to have a spiritual vision, a revelation, or a letter supposedly from us. Don't be fooled by what they say, for that day will not come until there's a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the one who brings destruction. He will exalt himself and defy everything that the people call good and every object of worship. He will even sit in the temple of God, claiming that he himself is God. Now, there is some powerful stuff right there uh, in, in uh, Thessalonians uh, where you know, Paul is giving these warnings like, hey, let's clarify. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not get uh, so worried or shaken or, or, or alarmed by what we hear. And I think that, that not only was he talking to the, uh, the Thessalonians, he's talking to us today still. Don't be alarmed by uh, those that are saying that the, the end is near and the Lord is already here. The Messiah has arrived, things like that. Because when you read the Bible, you know, and, and, you know, here Paul also gives that warning that, you know, one of the things to expect is a great rebellion against God. And some uh, translations are, are um, yeah, translations talk about a great falling away, also called an apostasy. So these, there's so many things that have to happen for Christ to come back. But for those of us that are in the word that, uh, that have studied and pursued, we kind of see the, those birth pains that, that Jesus told us about, we kind of see some of that stuff happening. So the biggest thing you got to do is just cling to Jesus, continue to seek the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, and continue to try to bring people off of this Titanic that's this earth and onto the life raft that is Jesus. That's our job. It's not to really worry. We're not supposed to seek the Antichrist, but we're supposed to seek how to get more and more people to know who Jesus is. Uh, so plenty of signs, plenty of warnings that, that the Bible gives us. So I just encourage you not to be overly concerned with the coming of, of the end times, but also don't be ignorant. Don't ignore the, the signs, the mile markers that God is leaving us uh, in this journey. So that was our devotions with Dave uh, coming again from uh, uh, First Thessalonians and uh, uh, really uh, um, just important stuff to know and you you never spend too much time in the word uh so we are now moving on to our guest at this time candace kirkpatrick she's an amazing actress uh, amazing woman of god uh we saw the trailer to season two uh at the beginning of the show but uh i want to show you some highlights in case you haven't seen uh season two of uh vindication maybe uh you've seen it but it's been a while or you haven't seen it yet but let me introduce you to our guest through her highlight reel uh, of some really awesome moments uh, 
in uh, season two of Vindication. So here's her highlight reel, and we'll be with Candace Kirkpatrick in just a moment. She had a tennis racket, man. Janet, what's with all the stuff? I like to be prepared, sir. You do know what sport we're playing, right? Yes, of course I do. Can you catch a football? Well, I'm better from the slot, but I can slide out to the X receiver if we need it. What's wrong? How do you do a search filter by name? This is not working. Well, what cases are you looking for? Harvey. Wayne Harvey. Somehow he scrubbed his name from all his old case files. Done. That was not working for me. Well, I searched by his UID. It's still there. There's no way it was that easy. Something was wrong. Yes, yeah, something was. And it was between the keyboard and the chair. There you are. Janet? Um, you have a guest. Yeah, I can see that. There's a reporter sitting in my office. Uh, she was very uh, convincing. You know, with the precinct one hogging all the hot cases, this could make a splash. And look good on a chief's resume. Hey. Sir. Hey, word on that special assignment. Special assignment? Yeah, you know, the, the project that I asked you to look into. See the job applications, you know, the resumes. Oh, that. I make a special brew of coffee for the office. It's rich in antioxidants. It helps boost cognitive and physical performance. It's smart coffee. All right, so those are some highlights from season two. Uh, really, uh, just such a fun character, uh, Janet. Uh, so let's dive in and talk talk to us about who Janet is and um, how much of Candace is in Janet. <laughs> Maybe more than I care to admit. I don't know. Let's see. Um, Janet is a quirky um, assistant to uh, Todd Terry's character. And uh, I'm somebody who's kind of keeping him in, li in line and keeping him on, on track and in order. And uh, she apparently also really knows a lot about IT. So that's all acting. I'm putting that out there. I, if I didn't have kids to help me, I would be lost. Um, but uh, she's kind of a little OCD. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm just, uh, and, she, and she's just a little fun. You know, she's yeah. just a little bit outside the room. But, you know, when Jared wanted to create her, he, you know, he wanted a quirky character, but somebody who was also believable. And, mm. and I hope that that's what she is, is trying to find that balance for her, you know, of keeping her because she's more like a release from the tension of the drama. Right. Absolutely. Especially the line of, uh, yeah, there was something wrong and it's between the keyboard and the chair. <laughs> yes. That was the fun, the funniest line of the season, I think. Uh, maybe it will rival when uh, Todd Terry's character says, uh, I'm referring, I think, to Exodus. He goes, is that in the front and the back? Yes, which is good. When uh, Peggy Schott's character, Becky, schools him 
-hmm. because he's trying to take scriptures out of context to, for his own purposes. <laughs> yeah. And that never happens. No, no we never do that. Yeah. Um, so uh, Vindication Season 3, uh, filming is wrapped They're in the post-production process. Um, and I, I asked Peggy this last week, and it's not to put you on the spot, but uh, do you have any teasers or inklings you can give the audience that, that Jared's uh, approved? Nothing. Can I tell you something? If we're not in it, we don't even get the script for it. That's how hush-hush secret he is. And mm -hmm. just so you know how hush-hush secret he is, we did not see any of season two until it released to the public. Not even a two-minute clip. Wow. Except a two-minute trailer that everyone got to see. So wow. that's yeah. how secretive he is. And what's interesting is that's kind of how they did, uh, from what I understand, they did 24, is Kiefer Sutherland didn't know week to week whether or not Jack was going to survive. <laughs> and so they, they kept it very hush-hush. Uh, so. Yes, and we, we signed NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. That I mean, we can't post a picture. We can't do anything. But anyway, it's a blessing to be on the show. It's a blessing. So let's also talk about um, your other project that's out uh running the bases is, is killing it in the movies uh, in the theaters now tell us a little bit about running the bases and uh what your character is well i just want to give hats off to a lot of people for that to um, jimmy womble and marty roberts who wrote it and then they brought in uh johnny scroggins in later they wrote it many many years ago and continued to tweak it and seek um producers for it and they were continually told, we'll happily produce it. We love this story. If you'll take out Jesus out of it, then we'll help you get it done. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was the delay so long because they refused. Uh, <laughs> if a writer wants to keep a secret, he never tells the actors. That's true. Yeah. Jared doesn't. <laughs> but um, so they ended up making it themselves because they did not want to compromise it. So mm -hmm. it was many years in the making because it was their passion to remain true to their vision, which is the, its story of hope and redemption and second chances and forgiveness. And um, anyway, it was a blessing to be a part of it. It's a really top-notch cast. Mm -hmm. So many extraordinary actors are in the film and, um, and for those of you who haven't seen it, there's kind of a, I have a small role in it, okay. but it, have you seen it yet? I have not had a chance to. Oh, uh, it was... that. I can't tell you. I have a small role in it, but it's, it's kind of funny because it sort of ties into vindication. So I can't tell you. There you go. You have to see it. It's really, it's, it's really well done. And I'm just praying that more and more people will go out and see it. In fact, I think it would be great for coaches to take their entire team to, whether it's baseball or some other sport, because there's so many wonderful lessons in the film. So, yeah. And talking uh, uh, with uh, Maggie Jenny a few weeks ago, um, we talked about running the bases a little bit. And it, even though it wasn't intentional, because like you said, it was written many years ago, it's very poignant because of the, the football coach that had to go to the Supreme Court to defend his right to simply pray before a game he wasn't leading it. He wasn't calling the kids over. He simply right. knelt and, and he prayed and he had to go to the Supreme Court uh, for that. So it's very uh, uh, a poignant. Um, so let's see. This is Scott. I don't know why my name didn't come up there. 
Uh, so I'm guessing that's uh, Scott uh, uh, from uh, the Great Scott. Uh, watching, he's probably watching us in the uh, the Vindy Nation group. So hi, Scott. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, you, know, uh, you were with us when we had that giant uh, uh, roundtable yes. uh, last year, and yes, uh, so it was a lot of fun. I have to do that again. So Scott, put it on the on the books. Let's get this done so that we can do a, a really good preview of season three, and uh, maybe we'll see who's not there and, and understand. Okay, maybe they're in the body bag. Mm. Mm. Can't tell you. Can't tell you that. And there's also a lot of interesting characters that have been added as well. That's all I can tell you. A lot of okay. interesting characters. Yeah. And a lot of faces uh, that you recognize from Vindication, you're going to see in uh, Running the Bases. Uh, Todd Terry's in it. Cameron Arnett is there. Uh, Candace is there. And I'm sure you're going to recognize a few more people uh, throughout uh, the, the film. Uh, okay, so uh, so Scott wants to get the roundtable after season three comes out, kind of a a post game wrap up, so we can talk about season four, which there's already a petition going around to start season four. That's, so that's thanks to Elena. Yes. Elena lives in 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 England. Yes, she is a huge Vin fan, and she's the one who started the petition. Like we need a season three, and then we need a season four. Yeah. She's Faithful, loyal fan. Absolutely. And unfortunately, I was trying to find it. Uh, Elena had left a, a question for us to uh, to talk about, but I cannot find where she put it. So that might be my fault. But I apologize, Elena. I'm going to try to find it. But uh, you're also a co-host on The Christian View. Uh, tell us a little about uh, The Christian View and... And give us a high, uh, some some highlights about this new season that's coming out, which actually starts tomorrow, uh, Tuesday the twenty seventh. It started a couple weeks ago. It started, oh, did it? Okay, I'm sorry. started weeks ago, but it it airs every Tuesday morning. And then if you don't catch it live on Tuesday morning, then you it's on like fifty different platforms. It's now even on Apple Podcasts. So, wow. um, it the the lead host is Dr. Trudy Simmons, and she has several degrees as a counselor and therapist and all that kind of stuff. And I think she does an incredible job. She does yeah. a wonderful job. And then there are um, four co-hosts that are usually continual. One is Dr. Lee Adams, and there's Trudy Davis, and there's Amy Sutherland and myself. But then often they'll rotate other guest speakers in. And ask them what what we do is once a month is we field questions from the audience and they're usually very tough questions. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other times, like I think Trudy just sent out today uh, a list of topics that we'll be addressing coming up in the next uh, in the next sessions. And and it's things that are relevant in the world and is what is God's view on that. Yeah. What is God, does God have a view point about this issue? Because a lot of people will think, you know, no, that's not, he's not relevant now. You know, he wrote several thousand years ago that, you know, he doesn't have a viewpoint and which is clearly uh, not true. And uh, if we spent a lot of time in the word, we would see that, yes, he has a very, particular view, viewpoint. But also, I think one of the things that Dr. Trudy does a great job is, is showing that he's a God of love and a God of grace and a God of mercy and a God of forgiveness. It's, it's not a works-based 
religion where you do all of these right things and you, you know, you earn something. No, we all stumble. We all fall short. And it's like, how do we navigate it as a follower of Christ? And does God have a view? What does his word say? And then experience the love and the grace and the redemption and all of those things. So, and I think she does a wonderful job. Have you found yourself challenged or changed as a result of the conversations you have? Um, I, well, I'm somebody who stays in the word every day. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've not come across something like, I didn't know that was in the word. No, I mean, right. not that. But what I find, though, is that there's a lot of biblical illiteracy in yeah. the world. So people will say things because they heard someone say it, but they, it's not actually in God's word. And I think if I could encourage people, it would be develop a pray, actually pray for a passion. Cause some people say, you know, I don't understand it, but you know, there are the NIV or whatever, you know, are translations that are easy to understand, but also with the guidance of the Holy spirit, you have understanding. Mm -hmm. And I think there are, um, to encourage people to get in the word and see what God says for them and not because someone else said it, but to study it for yourself, to see what the Holy spirit, what the Holy spirit wishes to guide you. Cause one of the parts of the Trinity is the Holy spirit who is to guide you and lead you into all truth. Yeah. So. I, and I, I appreciate the view because uh, the Christian view, because it's not the view. It's yeah, the, exactly. We don't want to get a, uh, but yeah uh and i appreciate the fact that with grace with love the harder topics and um the conversations are had there where it can like you said it's it's told from the view of, of scripture the view of god and uh it, it's a nice round table we get a, a diverse uh group of opinions uh but at the end of the day every episode is pointing to the foot of the cross um, so how did you get uh, cast or how did the, the connection happen for you to be on The Christian View? Well, I think Trudy invited me to come be a special guest co-host. Mm -hmm. And and then she said, oh, can you come back again? And then she invited me again. Can you come back another time? And so that's how it happened. But one of the things I would also like to say about that, besides fielding questions and dealing with hot topics that are relevant to the culture, she also has incredible guests come in who have life transforming stories. I mean, we all have, uh, hopefully when we've accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have a transforming life story, mm -hmm. okay? But these are people who have experienced horrific traumas or walked one entire course of their life that was complete in opposition to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then when he has reached down and how it has changed the whole trajectory of their life. Yes. So it, it, I, it's a blessing to be a part of the show and to work with Trudy and others. And also just, um, I don't know, to encourage people. My heart's desire is to encourage people to get into the word yeah. and have a personal love relationship with the Lord. That's my desire. The word is like a, a two-edged sword that's very sharp. And if you're not in the word learning how to handle it, you're going to cut somebody or cut yourself with that sharp sword. So okay. you got to be ready. And uh, yes. uh, 
in these days, it, it feels like you could, you can't have enough practice with that sword because. But it's also it honey and sweet to the soul. Yeah, it really absolutely. is. So it, it's prep for war, prep for battle, but it's also soothing. It's, and that, that's where the du double edge kind of comes in. It, it's for the, the advancement of the kingdom, but it's also to encourage and uplift us who are in uh, the Lord's yes. army. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Gotta love how God planned that all out. It's like he knows what he's doing. Yes. Yeah. You think so? <laughs> but uh, I mean, you talked about it just a moment ago that that you have great, great guests on, on the Christian view and you hear their stories. So part of what we do here in Gifts for Glory is we want to hear your story. We want to hear your testimony. How did you come to know Jesus as your savior? Did it start at a young age or was it something yeah. that happened later in life? Uh, Take it away. Um, my parents divorced when I was young, very young. And when my mom had custody, um, so they divorced when I was four. When my mom had custody, she was working full time, one or two jobs, and she would drop us off at uh, a daycare, which is where I began acting. Because one of the opportunities you could do is skits and dramas there. But also at that time, um, when I was around five or six, she took us to this church for a little while and I heard the gospel preached and I thought, wow, whatever they have. And I was sick. So I, mm. you know, it wasn't like I was old, but I knew something was going on there that was not part of what I was experiencing. And I said, I wanted that. And then I continued to, I guess I, I went to church. I went to church many, many years by myself. My mom, uh, experienced, um, something that was uh, not favorable to her in the church. So she quit going. Mm. Um, so when I, she didn't stop going for a while, so I would continue to go like same thing with my dad. When we were with my dad, there would be a Sunday school bus that would drive around and I would get on the bus and go to church for a while. He went as well. And then, uh, then he discontinued going. And I share this, because the Lord does redeem. Both of my parents yeah. came to know the Lord incredibly. My dad and Damascus Road experience uh, wow. uh, clearly. And my mom, after I had my first two children, she came back to the Lord and began teaching wow. women's Bible studies. And my dad became a pastor. So, I mean, God is good and he does redeem. And he is, you know, he is in the business that he wants none to perish and also come to know him. But um, I continued walking with the Lord, mostly by myself, going alone by myself. And we, mm -hmm. had, when I lived with my mom, there was one time we lived like 300 yards, 500 yards from a church. So I'm like, there I would go. I would go again. So I continued doing that. And I share this because I continued to walk with the Lord, but I wasn't being really discipled. I wasn't really growing. I had my faith and I knew that God was looking out for me, but I wasn't being discipled in, in the word. And I went to college and I went to graduate school and I was still, I was going to church all the time, all the time. But when I moved to New York city, I was 22 years old, moved to New York city. I had my bachelor's, my master's, my equity card moved there. I really, people think, Oh, you, I mean, my mom would say you moved to the den of iniquity. Mm. Iniquity. But in actuality, I grew tremendously in my faith while I was in New York City because my teachers, my Sunday school teachers 
who were CEOs of big, big um, companies as well as architects, et cetera. They were fluent in Greek and Hebrew and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was really studying the Bible. And my dad at that time also challenged me, Candace, will you commit to read the Bible every day? And I said, sure, I'll take on that challenge. But he had asked me that while I was in college. So he continued while I was in New York City, calling me up three or four times a week at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m., ridiculous time, saying, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm sleeping. He's like, you can sleep later. Get out your Bible. (laughs) I need you to flip to Ezekiel. Now go over to Revelation. Now go back to Daniel. And he really loved prophecy. But I continued then. Um, studying the word Mm. for myself, not just like the gospels or whatever. I mean, I really started falling in love with the word, including the Old Testament and just seeing God's grace and his continual, how he woos, how he woos his children, how he, um, Like no matter how we stumble or fall, he is there to receive us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful to forgive us, to draw us back to himself. And so that is how I just continue to grow in the word. And I became involved in really active in church. I was in women's ministries. I was teaching Sunday school. I was teaching women's Bible studies, et cetera. And I can have continued doing that ever since. Wow. That's so awesome that your dad just, ingrained that into you even though you're far away it could have been easy to say well she's in college she's making her own decisions now but he was persistent and that undoubtedly had some sort of of, um impact on your journey well it did because i'm i'm person of i'm 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 a loyal person i'm a person of my word so if somebody asked me something because he did ask me he had not been walking with the lord i had been walking with the lord Mm. He had a, a tragic accident where he it was in the hospital and the Lord said, he called me up and he said, God has told me he wants me to read the Bible every day. And then later on, between his full-time job, he was studying the Bible eight to 10 hours a day. Wow. He was not sleeping, maybe three hours a night, and then went and became studied and became an ordained pastor. So, I mean, talking a radically different life, so... But it's just God is gracious. That's all I have to say. God is gracious. God is gracious. You said it was a a major accident. So God obviously was gracious in saving him to give him that opportunity at the second, you know, a second chance at life. Yeah. And uh, it undoubtedly has ripple effects because not only did that, that change encourage you, undoubtedly he as a pastor has encouraged and brought more and more closer to the Lord. So Yes. Um, God is gracious. God is good. And and like, like we said earlier, he knows what he's doing. Yes, he does. That's awesome. So where in this um, did you find that acting is where you want to pursue, you know, you, what you want to put your time when in? When I was four years old, when my mom dropped me off at that daycare center, me and my brother and my sister, and uh, you could sign up for all these activities. And I signed up for skits and drama. And I just continued doing it all through elementary school, middle school, high school. I got a full scholarship for undergrad, a full scholarship for graduate school. And and I thought, this is what I'm going to do. But it was honestly also in New York City when God got a hold of me and showed me that what I do for work also is needs to be congruent with my faith and my walk, but he has a purpose for work. Hmm. And so uh, I started seeing my work differently 
you know, so a lot of the stuff I was being asked to do, I would have to say, no, I don't, I, I can't justify that. There's nothing. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. I was no saint. I don't want to say that. No. I mean, God had to work on me. He had to change my eyes. He had to change my heart so that I was seeing things the way that he saw them. Yeah. And to me, um, I think, like you said, you know, your, your podcast is gifts for glory. He gives us gifts that we might use it to share the goodness of him that others might seek him. And that's what I feel. I, is very important to me. Absolutely. And uh, you're, you're doing, you're killing it with, uh, you know, Janet is a character that everybody loves. Well, thank and Jared for that. Thank Jared for that. I, well, and I'm telling you, I love being on the show. I love my Vindication family. I love the other actors that I'm able to work with. They're just truly, we are a close-knit family. Working with Todd Terry and T.C. Stallings and Peggy Schott and Venus Monique. I mean, they're gifted in their craft, but they're humble servants who love the Lord. And it's, it's an honor. And Jared is gifted in not only directing and writing and all that kind of stuff, but it's, it's a privilege to be a part of the Vindication family. And that Vindication family grew recently because Jared and his wife welcomed uh, a baby girl about two months ago, I think. Uh, yeah, the end, the end of August. Wow. One so, ago. So, Jared, if you're watching, congratulations on the baby. Uh, you have a habit of birthing things that we all like. So, congratulations. <laughs> She's a beauty, too, if you follow him. She's quite beautiful. Yes. And clearly a gift from the Lord. Yes. All right. So, uh, Vindication Season 3 coming out soon. Once Pure Flix announces it, we'll share it on the Vindy Group, and I'll share it wherever I'm at. Um, and then also Running the Bases currently out now. Uh, it's, it's killing it. Rotten Tomatoes has it like at a hundred percent rating and, and it, they're keeping extending it. Uh, it was here in my town and we were going to go see it, uh, yesterday, but it was no longer showing here in Joliet. So we, like, ah, we don't feel like driving an hour tonight to go see it, but we will see it. I promise. And like you, like you were talking, I am, I'm a person of my word. I am going to go see it. Uh, and, uh, I hope everyone will go and support it. And support all the faith-based films. We're talking about um, Life Mark is out as well. That's a great one to go see. Um, and also got to see Running the Bases, uh, which I think is going to be a great film. And um, uh, so, Candace, as we wrap up, we have two segments. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I wanted to go ahead oh, and tell a couple other things that I'm involved in, too. And also, is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Plug away. Hello, I lost you, Dave. you frozen. Are you there? Are you there? Can you hear me? Hello? I'm here. Dave? I'm here. Okay, you, you, you disappeared and the screen froze. Um, I just finished a month of filming on a, a film that's called My Seven Grandmas. Yes, I'm here. Yeah. I hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Okay, good. I said I just finished filming for the past month a film in Minnesota called My Seven Grandmas. I just really, it's a delightful comedy with heart. I was blessed to work with a very talented young actress called, um, named Kate Larson. She's got a film coming out called Into the Spotlight. She is a writer. She's young and she's off the charts in her gifts. And I also work with the incredible comedian Jeff Allen. And mm. uh, it's a wonderful film. And It'll come out next year. I've got um, 
a Christmas movie coming out with Karen Abercrombie in November on Pure Flix. It's called Celeste First Christmas. And there's, you know, other things I'm involved in, but I just want to, like you were saying, promote faith-based entertainment that's done with integrity and excellence that have redemptive values and qualities. George Johnson has one out now called Pursuit of Freedom, which is a true story about human trafficking. And if you catch on Pure Flix, um, John Gruders has one out right now called Sabina, which is the, the, the Sabina and Richard Wormbrand story. Oh, true yeah. story about Tortured for Christ. There's just so much great content. And I just want to support my brothers and sisters who are also doing extraordinary work for the kingdom. So back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Janet. <laughs> now, but uh, in seriousness, that's something you don't see a whole lot of outside of the Christian realm is it, the more that we support each other, uh, you know, you support uh, a pursuit of freedom and, and the other thing and Sabina. The life mark. And life mark. It's one of the situations where when we support each other, every ship rises, every bit of support rises. And then we get more good content and more quality in, in, uh, in the film. And because uh, we've got the talent, you, Todd Terry, Cameron Arnett, uh, Venus Monique, uh, TC Stallings, you guys all nail it. And so the talent's there. We just need to get the marketing out there so people know that, hey, come see it. Come check it out. I agree. So, totally. uh, so uh, we love Vindication, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Running the Bases uh, and uh, also checking out uh, the new episode of Christian View, which is coming out tomorrow as the new episode, not right. the season episode. So I was confused on that. Uh, my apologies on that. You can catch all of them also on YouTube as well. So check them out on YouTube. Uh, the link would be on uh, the ChristianView.tv. Is hanging link to it. You can look uh, look for the Christian View on uh, the Taken TV network, which this podcast is also airing on. And uh, like you like I said, there's a million different locations to find it. So uh, so yeah. check it out. You can find all those links at the ChristianView.tv uh, to check out that show. Now, uh, Candice, uh, the two final segments of the show. First one is called the interrogation. It's seven random questions that otherwise wouldn't have fit. And being on a crime drama, this should be pretty easy for you. All right, let's but, see. Uh, here is the uh, interrogation. So first question, pretty uh, easy. What did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, I think that's probably been answered, but. By age four, I thought, this is fun. I want to do this. Nice. But it, it, I was sure I wanted to be an actress then. But as I grew in my faith, God saw that why, why he gave why he gives gifts. They're all for his glory. It's all about him. And if it's not about him, then uh, I have no business doing it. So, right. so I'm thankful. I'm thankful that although I had that long hiatus, that he brought me back into this industry with his view. Nice. All right. Question number two, uh, what's your favorite comfort food? Um, it's funny. I just heard uh, Peggy Schott say, uh, cream spinach. And I'm like, golly, I can't believe it. I love cream spinach. Um, I, I don't know. Cream spinach, I, but also like, you know, once in a while I'll, for my kids, it's like roast beef, mashed potatoes, green beans, and rolls and big mm. salad. You know, that's for them. And I'm like, okay, so that's a comfort food for them that I make for them. Nice. All right. Question number three, uh, with whom do you most uh, relate in scripture? Peter, <laughs> Peter, 
Peter, I am such a Peter. Peter, I mean, he has great intentions. That's me. I have wonderful intentions. And then I plow ahead and stick my foot in my mouth or do something like, Lord, I would never do this. I would never do this. And then I do it. And I'm like, wow, oh, yeah. no. You know, and then Paul, who says, who will save me? For, you know, what I want to do, I don't do. Right, right. So anyway, I, I say Peter. But I'm, but there's hope because think, you know, when Jesus said, Peter, Satan is asked, to sift you, but when you have turned back, will you strength? You will strengthen your brothers, and I pray that that's the where I am. I'm in, I'm in the part of strengthening my brothers and sisters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that it's very easy to see how, you know, Peter had, you know, like I said, they had the best of intentions, but got a little bit too zealous, got a little bit too yeah. uh, hot underneath the collar, and uh, he goes from being called, "Hey, I'm gonna build." You're the rock upon which I'm going to build my church. Six yeah. verses later, get behind me, Satan. Yes. But one of the things, though, too, if you, Peter, I believe, yes, it is Peter. When um, Jesus was saying the hard things, like, unless you eat, eat my flesh and drink my thing, you know, and it said many at that time quit following the Lord. And Jesus says to the disciples, do you want to turn away too? And Peter says, where else we will we go, Lord, for you alone have the word of life. Hmm. Yeah. And that is, you know, I want to be that person though, too. So there's the there's the hot-headedness and the the pride and the arrogance and running forward and thinking he knows everything. And then there's it's also this, you know, when God softens him and changes him and uses him. So there we go. There's hope, there's hope for me. Question number four. What's a talent that you have that few people know about? I whistle very loudly. I like football, love football, love playing it. Um, I like dance. I love dance. I love, uh, I don't know. Those are talents. I, I mean, I train acting, singing, dancing, and do all those mm -hmm. things. And I think hopefully it'd be fun one day to get a film where I get to actually sing and dance in them. I, I would love that. That'd be fun. Or Vindication the Musical, because Peggy talked about singing last week. So maybe... I don't see that in the works. I just don't. <laughs> I can dream. I but can it was dream. a dream that I got to play football in season two. That was a total God thing. So that whole line about, I, I'm better in the slot, but I can sl uh, slip out to the, was that something you knew what you were saying? Or yeah, I did. But okay. it was, I grew up actually playing football. I grew up playing football on a guy's team. And, um, because where I grew up in Florida and uh, long, long story short, that role, that character, that football scene was supposed to be played, I think by Ben Davies, but I don't know if he had a conflict and couldn't do it. And I had told Jared like months earlier, I'm like, put me in coach, put me in, put me in. And he's like, oh yeah, Janet, you know, Janet would be there on the sidelines with her clipboards, making notes and keeping everybody in order. And I'm like, no, no, I want to be on the field. <laughs> and then like a week and a half before we went into filming that, he called me up and it was, he said, Candace, can you really play football? And I'm like, yes, I really do. So he said, I need you right now to create a highlight reel and get it back to me ASAP. So I went outside with my husband and a neighbor and I'm like, okay. And so we're just doing running plays and passes, create this like three minute highlight reel, send it to Jared. And he's like, you're right. You do play. And so nice. then he wrote, he, I tell this story because it's a God story. He rewrote, he said, he said, pray for me. 
he had to stay up that night, rewrite the script, which he finished like two o'clock in the morning or something the next morning. And then instead of me getting, just, just another Peter story, instead of getting, you know, to be like, here's the hero saves the day. He said, no, she has to be Janet playing football. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no coach. But anyway, it was a God story and I, I'm thankful for it. So. I love the fact that you know, everybody thinks, you know, in, in Hollywood and in, in entertainment, the runt, you know, in not being negative, but you know, the runt of the team should have gotten the touchdown for victory, but instead Janet catches it, does the behind the back flip and, and, uh, and a tray uh, takes it the rest of the way. So yeah. I thought that was cool because everyone's like, okay, Janet's going to score. Not so fast. No, it's Jared. Of course, not so fast. But he wasn't going to even let me do the behind the back. I'm like, come on, Jared. <laughs> anyway, but it, it's a fun thing. It's a blessing, and I'm I'm grateful. Yeah, it was a, a the fun episode. <laughs> Just were they prepared for you to walk out with the bag with the racket, or is that natural? Like TC's like, she's got a racket, man. TC ad libbed that line. She's got a she's got a tennis racket, man. TC ad libbed that line, but they did have it like she's so prepared that she brings everything to the football field. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, so question number five, how do you recharge? Uh, let's see. Several ways. Go in my prayer closet. Like it depends like what it is, things I'm trying to control that I shouldn't be things. People aren't doing what I think they should be doing. Or things aren't going the way I should be going, that I think they should be going. Then and the Lord's like, Kenneth, it's time for you to go back into your burger closet. <laughs> so I do that. I um, I read the word. I pray. I get out in nature. I walk. I do hiking. I like waterfalls. And I get recharged by being, I don't know, having this quiet time with the Lord in his creation. And then I also recharge. I do um, Zumba and hip hop and Pilates. Um, it works good for my body as well as my brain. So those are some of the ways that I recharge. Very cool. Uh, and, uh, you know, that how the women in, uh, in Jesus time in Jerusalem, they kept in shape. They did Pontius Pilates. <laughs> well, I do Pilates, but it's not Pontius. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that, that is the lame dad joke of the night. Um, so let's move to question number six. Uh, what audition did you blow but still got the part? Wow, I don't know. There's so many that I think, man, I've nailed and I don't get the part. So I'm like, okay. You know, you just find out there's so many things that are out of your hand. Let me see, though. I have to think about that one. I don't know. But I just blowed. I think more importantly to me is I get out of my head and I go there and have fun. Mm -hmm. that's what I do. I have fun creating the character and then I just have to leave it in God's hands. There's, there's so many things that go into play that I have no say over yeah. none. So, but if I think of anything that I really just blew in God, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Final question of this segment is uh, what is your dream role or project? Well, I just had a wonderful time shooting this film with Kate Larson and Jeff Allen called My Seven Grandmas, and I'm looking forward to that. But um, I think, you know, um, 
I love, love redemption stories. Mm. I don't care how dark the character is. As long as you see that there is redemption in Christ, those are the kind of roles that I am drawn to. There are projects I would love, I would love to work with the Irwin brothers. I would love to work with the Kendrick brothers. I've been blessed to work with Karen Abercrombie several times. There are so many people that I respect in this industry that I would love to work with them. Um, I think I heard Peggy say that she would like to be, you know, something with Beverly Holloway, you know, yeah. all of, all of those things. But I, when I start feeling that way, I have to realize the Lord is sovereign and he knows where he, what he has for me. Yeah. And my desire is to do my best and let it go and trust him for the outcome. Because before I even audition for it, he knew what it was. He knows where he has me and where he's going to use me. And I need to walk by faith. And my job is to be obedient. So that's what I would say. Yeah. And I remember from, uh, you were on uh, the, the show when it was audio only. We did a, a, yes. a recording via Zoom. I remember from that conversation, you said that, that God had spoken to Karen Abercrombie about you two working together. She did. And uh, that's just a cool testimony. And like you said just a moment ago, it, God knew the role before it was even written. On this that's story. what she said to me. She said to, she said to me, I saw, she said, Candace, God is, the Lord has shown me you and I are going to work together. And I say, I said to her, may the Lord make it so. Yeah. And then I walked away and thought, oh, bless her. She probably says that to everyone. How sweet. And then seven <laughs> months later, she called me and she posted on my Facebook, I, I need to talk to you. And then when she called me, she said, I've written this role for you. And then she said, what am I talking about? Before the foundation of the world, before creation, God has written this for you. And he's just told me to tell you. Hmm. And wow. I mean, I love the lady. I have tremendous respect for her as an artist and as a person and as a sister in Christ. So uh, everything that I have ever gotten, they're all God stories. Even my role on Vindication, um, that was also a God story. Wow. Uh, uh, I, I, mean, I love hearing stories about that because it shows that despite what some people say and think, God is still active and still working today. He's not sitting back on his recliner, sipping iced tea. He, he's still involved in our lives. We just have to allow him to have that control. Yes, exactly. So the final question we ask uh, every episode uh, is um, for anyone that's looking to step up and use their gifts, their talents, their passions for God's glory, what would your wise counsel be for them? Okay, wow. So whatever their gifts are, right? I mm -hmm. think the first thing is, I think growing in one's faith and their walk with the Lord is first and foremost. Because when we do that, then we are more likely to hear God when he speaks to us, mm. when he is guiding us, when he is leading us, then we are more attentive to the Holy Spirit's leading, drawing us. Now, for example, for me, it was acting, but I would, again, he's even shaped that from when I, from when I was a child or when I was training to, you know, as a young person in school and to now, you know, I could tell them, okay, um, start serving in those gifts, finding opportunities to use them. Um, 
get, if it's acting or whatever it is, get as much training. You want to be the very best at that gift. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's a, an ophthalmologist or a doctor or an IT expert or whatever it is, get the most training you can get so that you have earned a right at the table so that when you speak, they're going to listen to you. Mm. Like if, so if you're sharing your faith, you don't want to be dismissed. You know what I mean? But if they have respect for you in going to listen to you. And that's one of the things I would say is, uh, and then surround yourself with people in whatever that industry is that you are most wanting to do, find ways to serve, to shadow, to volunteer or whatever. So you're surrounding yourself with like-minded people who have the same passions. And hopefully though, because if it's this industry, you could surround yourself with the wrong kind of people. I'm saying find out, okay, people who are pursuing what you are pursuing, who have hearts for the Lord. Then you're sharpening one another. And you know, they tell you, if you want to play, grow in tennis, you need to play with someone better than you. The same thing. If you want to grow, whatever your passion is, surround yourself with those who are pursuing that as a career or successful in that career. But I would say who also love the Lord because that impacts your worldview. It really does. And how you, because I'm going to say this too, like just now going back to my industry, a lot of people say this, oh, if, if, if you want to act, just say yes to everything and just take everything, you know, and build up your resume. I would never tell anyone that because once you've made something, you know, it's out there forever. And is that something you want to represent you? You know, is this something you want to invite your friends to or something like that? So I would say surround yourself with people who are doing what you are passionate about but also who love the Lord. So you can have important dialogue with them about their training, about their skills and about how God is using them in that field for his glory and how they can be a part of it. Yeah. It's a good word. Well, Candace, thank you so much for coming on and uh, helping just helping us get the word out about season three. I encourage everyone, if you have not seen it, or if it's been a while since you've seen it, uh, binge watch a vindication seasons one and two. And get ready for season three. Also, get to the theater, support running the bases, and um, look for uh, places where you can see uh, Pursuit of Freedom and also Life Mark. And also, coming up later in October, look for how you can see Mind Reader, which we talked with Maggie Jenny about a, a couple of weeks ago. Lots of great content out there. Go out and support it. And as you support it, and there's more, more support, all the ships will rise, the quality will get better, and God will be more and more honored and uh and glorified in those works so uh candace thanks so much for being uh on on the show tonight uh wish you the best and look forward to seeing uh what janet has in store for us in season three thank you very much dave for having me god bless you god bless you god bless uh all of you watching and listening we will see you next week Mm -hmm.